Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So today, I bring on Sandal Taylor, and she has an incredible story, and it's actually very, very unique. Now, she suffered with domestic violence, and she suffered with homelessness, and she had a hell of a lot of adversity before her 20s. And like most episodes, we tend to focus on the adversity and we try and get the lessons. So anyone else going through a similar situation, we can obviously try and help them. With this one, we took a bit of a different spin. What we did is we focused on the positives and we focused on some of the incredible traits that us as humans, us as people of this world, that we could all do with demonstrating a lot more. So Sandow advocates kindness and you can hear it in her words and you can see it in the work that she does on a daily basis. She really encourages people to support one another and she creates this kind of sisterhood in her work which she will explain in this episode. And I just found her message so sincere, it was so pure and it was just really a fascinating interview and now she's on a quest to become Mrs. World. So rather than me ramble on, I think it's obviously going to be a lot more interesting to hear from Sandow herself. So on that note, without further ado, let's get this interview on the way. Okay, so I would like to welcome Sandow onto today's show of Find Your Voice. Sandow, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to come on and share your stories. So I know a little bit about you because obviously we've been speaking and we've been trying to schedule this interview for the last three weeks, but we're finally here now. So conscious of trying to give the listeners as much value, but at the same time, giving you the opportunity to share your story. Could you kind of give us a little bit about you, a little bit about your story and what basically brings you here today on Find Your Voice? Absolutely. So my name is Sindal Taylor. It's a very, very unique name. It actually comes from a Broadway dancer and a Broadway actress. Her name was Sandel Bergman. If you guys have ever seen the very first Conan the Barbarian, she is the blonde lady who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's love interest in that movie. Um, so that's where my name comes from. I like to start with that. What brings me here today is I've actually gone through a lot of things in my life between being homeless, a victim of domestic violence, a survivor. Um, my father suffered a heart attack and stroke when I was very young as well, which led me to become a national advocate and a national public speaker for the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. And I also now work for international heart associations as well, speaking. And that led me to find pageantry. Um, a lot of people have negative notions about pageantry. And with me, pageantry enabled me to have a larger voice, which actually connected me with this very podcast, which mm. is really cool. Absolutely. Excited to be here. And it allowed me to have a larger audience to speak to and get to know, basically, and allow people to realize that just because you're a female or single or married, that your life is not over and that there's other things that you can do to speak for those who don't have a voice. And that's what I found in pageantry. And that led me to compete in various pageants. And the one that I'm coming up on doing is the actually one of the most prestigious pageants here in America for married women. And it's called Mrs. World. 
And I'm going to be competing in that actually coming up at the end of November. Fantastic. And best of luck with that as well. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, so you've obviously had quite a diverse range of, I say, circumstances or events in your life there. I just want to quickly touch on something that you just mentioned there in terms of pageantry. And I assume you're saying there's been negative connotations towards that. Could you maybe just explain that? Yes. So I feel like a lot of the negative connotations of pageantry come from movies. So you watch the movies and normally pageantry is displayed with girls being catty against each other, um, girls taking other people's stuff in movies. Um, They focus that it's mostly about just outer beauty when that's in fact not at all what it is about. Um, Pageantry truly is a sisterhood. I have met girls from all over the world. And I've met girls here in the States Mm. and we call them sister queens. Um, So I have a sister in 50 States now. I love that. And it's, it's really cool. And pageantry is more about than outer beauty. Mm -hmm. It's about inner beauty. And I say that about everyday life. You are more beautiful whenever you're kind on the inside and whenever your passion portrays from the inside out. And that takes time to find, obviously, through growing up and learning what you're most passionate about. But once you find that, you are able to radiate that beauty from within. And that's really what beauty pageants are about, is that they're about promoting your best self. You know, what do you have and why is it that you want to do this? And that's all it is. And the best part about it is you just get to wear pretty crowns and dresses all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. And who doesn't want to do that? Absolutely, and look pretty at the same time. So, okay, that that obviously gives me a better understanding, and I'm sure some of us in the UK are thinking, what the hell is pageantry? But obviously that makes a lot of sense now. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's probably the portrayal, because when you said movies, I kind of had that kind of vision as well myself. But I love the sisterhood and the promoting your best self aspect of it. And you just said a beautiful quote there, which I just want to reiterate one more time, which is, you're more beautiful when you're kind on the inside. And I think that's beautiful and it has so much substance. What I want to do then, and I may have completely mixed this up and it might not even be linked, but I'm just trying to get into your mindset a little bit and just trying to understand you a little bit. You mentioned at the beginning you've been through homelessness and you've been through domestic violence as well. Now, I have never been a victim of domestic violence, but I have seen what it's done to other people. And I can only imagine the negative effects of it, not just physically, but also mentally as well. Has that kind of spurred you on towards doing what you're doing now i.e really finding that beauty within yourself in order for you to kind of bring that out on the outside and then share your voice with the world um absolutely it is part of the reason it's not all of it though um so through that journey of going through several different things and we can touch base on that too if you want absolutely it did lead me to go down a path of finding out you know, who I was and kind of what I was made up Mm. of going through losing that aspect and finding that I had a way to fix it, so to speak. And to realize that I had a gift that I could also give to others really kind of made me feel like I was worth something. Yeah. And when I realized that I was given this great gift of a voice Mm. and I was given the ability to live and I was given the ability to meet who is now my wonderful husband who helped me to, you know, do all these amazing things that I'm able to do and be that corner, that rock that I needed. Um, 
I was able to kind of take myself and move further. And so it is part of the reason. It's not the only reason um, that I chose pageantry, but it is a big part of the reason about why I chose to get into this field is to, you know, tell people that it doesn't stop here. And just because this may have happened doesn't mean that that's who you are. It doesn't define who you are. That's absolutely beautiful. And that's one of the messages, one of the main themes actually behind Find Your Voice is to let people know that their current circumstances do not define them. So I'm really glad you actually said that because like when we were speaking offline before we started this, I knew you'd be almost like the perfect guest for this show. But I just want to quickly touch on something that you said a few moments ago, which is you realized that you had the way to fix it. And that's really, really powerful. And I always try and portray that message in these episodes when I speak to people like yourself and other guests because what I kind of find in society especially with social media is people feel like they lack something or they're missing a special ingredient and then this at the same time also promotes certain people to maybe take advantage of these people through manipulation through NLP and through other means that I'm I'm on the fence with if I'm completely honest where they will take advantage of vulnerable people telling them that they're missing something in order to sell their services What I love about your story is that you realize, one, not only have you had it all within yourself, but now you're trying to help other people with that. So for anyone listening who maybe feels maybe they're not worth as much as they are, have you got any sort of tips or tricks on how you actually went across that path, how you went along that journey? I mean, was it surrounding yourself with the right people? Was it reading books? I mean, any tips for anyone listening? Absolutely. You kind of started with hitting the nail on the head. Mm. Um, I started getting all the negative people out of my life. Um, And the very first thing that I actually did is I looked around myself to see what resources were available to me. Um, It wasn't easy. I didn't do it all by myself. I surrounded myself with good people. I ended up getting help. So I actually went through several different programs in order to find a better job, to get out of homelessness, to get myself into a better workforce. And those programs enabled me to have a job with a young child, get me childcare access. Um, It allowed me to obtain nicer clothing that I didn't have before. I could land an interview with a, a better job. And that's part of the reason why I decided to start giving back. I was already doing some things at that time, uh, but I wasn't doing as much. And really seeing that those programs helped me really make a change. And I had to want it for myself as well. Um, I had to hustle for it. You know, I had to go out there and do the things that I had to do and keep pushing and keep driving. I mean, I probably went on over 25 to 30 interviews before I actually found a job that fit me a and b that I take because I had a really young child at the time my son was not even a year old when this was all going on so I was limited in what jobs I could take because I had nobody else to help me at the time um so I would tell them surround yourself with good people there are people that are out there that are good and kind in this world get them on your team And the second thing is to look around at the resources that are available to you. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have this in the UK, maybe something similar. We have an organization here, at least in my state, that's called the Dress for Success program. So it's a program that you can request to go in for free interview clothes. 
And then we also have a program here. Um, it's called the EARN program. And again, I'm not sure if you guys have something similar. So if you do, let me know because I would love to promote that. Called the EARN program. Now, in the EARN program, if you go for a certain amount of hours working on your resume and job building skills to this um, place, they help you build a resume. They help you find a job. They give you access to computers to you know, send out job applications and so forth. And in return, you get the same amount of hours in childcare. So you're able to take your child to childcare um, at no cost, as long as you're coming to this program and doing what you need to do to be able to find a job. That's fantastic. So what we're saying is, firstly, we need to look at removing the negative people in our life. Secondly, we need to obviously surround ourselves with good people. And they do exist. I definitely believe there's some incredible souls across the world and we just need to find our tribe basically and the third is to look at our current resources so in relation to programs in the uk if i'm being completely honest having not suffered that level of adversity where i've been homeless and had to really look into that sort of area i'm not entirely sure but i am sure there are initiatives out here in the uk where they do similar kind of stuff so i'm just really glad that you want you realize that you had to do it and you had to want it for yourself and you had to hustle for it and that obviously then forced you to look at your resources and become resourceful. So um, thank you for sharing that. I think that's that's really useful for anyone who may feel like they're in a rut. One of the things we have to do is really try and take control of our own lives because unfortunately, nobody else is really going to do it for us. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And if I may just segue ever so slightly now. So it's great to see that obviously you're in a much, much better place now. You mentioned your wonderful husband earlier. You've got a little child as well, which is fantastic and you're no longer homeless or going through domestic violence. So what does a day look like then for you right now? So currently, since I'm actually getting ready to compete, my day typically works like this. I get up typically every morning at 5.30 in the morning, um, which if you know me, I'm totally not a super early morning person. (laughs) Um, It's actually really hard for me to get up that early because I'm used to being up late at night. Um, So I'm kind of switching my schedule and I work out at 530. My husband is totally amazing. Like I mentioned before, Um, he's a rock star. He takes care of my son and my daughter, two children. He gets them ready for school while I'm finishing up my workout. Um, He gets them dressed in the morning and then we kind of collaborate right before he leaves. And then I normally take them to school, drop them off every morning, and then I head to work. I do work a full-time job. Um, I'm a teacher during the day. After I get home teaching, it's typically family time. And on Saturdays, typically during Saturday, um, I take one hour typically before the kids get ready every Saturday um, to develop right now currently to just pageantry items. So that could be, you know, getting my wardrobe ready or so forth. Um, I do appearances as well. Uh, This is going to be one of them, even though it's a podcast, it's I still am at out there talking. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Um, I'm out in my community all the time. But the cool thing about how I do pageantry, and this is what I would recommend for anybody who has kids, is I take my family with me. Um, so I've had great experiences where I've gotten to go to the museums for free. Um, if you like American football, like, I, like I'm from Pittsburgh, so I'm a huge Steelers fan. Um, I've gotten to be able to go to the games for free. Um, I've gotten to be able to go and be an advocate for heart walks and teach CPR and those cool things. And I take my kids with me or I take my husband with me and we do it together as a family. The other thing that we do is typically on Sundays, um, 
I try not to schedule anything on Sundays unless it's absolutely necessary. And when I mean absolutely necessary, it's something that has to be really important to my heart um, for me to schedule on a Sunday. Sunday, I kind of reserve for family time. We've done something called Camelback Adventures. And I don't even know. Do you know what a Camelback is? I haven't got a clue, if I'm completely honest with you. So a camelback is a little book bag that is typically used in the military that holds water. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's like a book bag that holds water and has like a straw in it that you can drink from. You have to look them up. Okay. Okay. Because this is amazing. You can take them basically anywhere and it holds about a gallon of water. So we have had camelbacks because my husband's in the military Mm -hmm. and we started taking them places with us because we are constantly drinking water. And so I just started to picture that and take photos of that and kind of start this whole movement that I'm calling Camelback Adventures. So we pick a different place every Sunday. Um, Normally, we literally just put on the map and we have a couple places to choose from. And normally, my kids get to pick where we go. And we go hiking or walking or biking. And we take our Camelbacks. And now it's like a thing that we do called Camelback Adventures. I love that. Are you promoting this on social media or on Instagram or anything? Yes, you can find all my Camelback Adventures on Instagram if you follow me at Sandel Taylor. That's S-A-N-D-A-H-L Taylor. I love that initiative. And one of the things I love about your routine, having so many facets to it actually, because I didn't even know you were working full time as well, is that you take your family with you. And that's kind of... When I speak to parents and when I speak to entrepreneurs and stuff, one of the things that a lot of people miss out on is that family quality time. So I suppose it's a blessing to be able to have that facility where you can almost bring your family to work. And I just love also the connection. And you mentioned it a few times now with your husband as well. And I always laugh with my wife because we always say teamwork makes the dream work. And it just seems that obviously you're on this similar kind of path where you're both just bouncing off each other and just trying to support each other. So uh, That's fantastic. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm sure you're going to be absolutely fine come November and and you're going to absolutely blitz it. So uh, best of luck once again for that. Thank you. I'm excited. And I will again segue now into a part of the show, which I think is again really important, especially with some of the stuff that you mentioned at the start. And this is about adversity because we are all hit with adversity throughout our lives. Some of us on a bigger scale and some of us on a lesser scale, but either way, it affects us all differently. And one of the things I want to try and do is really try and change the mindset of when adversity stumbles across us in our lives and just basically try and give listeners the tools and maybe the mindset, I suppose, to really try and overcome that and realize that it's not happening to you as opposed to it's actually happening for you where you can build resilience and really try and level up, I suppose, in life. So if I may, Sandel, could I just ask you about any particular time, choose any event or circumstance where you went through a time of adversity and if you could just tell us how you one persevered through it and two the biggest lesson you took from that I would have to tell you that the probably one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through was losing not losing completely but when my father had a heart attack and stroke so he had a heart attack and stroke in 2005 and I was just 17 I had literally graduated high school the month before he had a heart attack and stroke And we lost the home that we grew up in because it was just me and my brother at the time. And we were 17 and 19 years old trying to take on real world life. So the first thing I did is, again, I surrounded myself with people that I knew. So that was the first time I ever 
actually moved away and it doesn't sound like really far, but I moved over an hour away. Um, I ended up moving in with my mother, um, who we have now rebuilt our relationship, which is amazing. And I didn't know anybody. So I moved to a town where I didn't know a soul. And when you're 17 to 19 years old and I postponed going to college because of everything going on with my dad, I didn't really have the opportunity to really meet people because you're already out of high school and you aren't in college. And I feel like that's one of the times that I persevered because I knew at that moment that I had to continue to go on and endure that so that I could try to help my dad get better. So I ended up moving and it was probably one of the hardest times for me because what ended up happening is I met a boy, I fell in love, had my son. I was 19 whenever I had my son and that's whenever I was a victim of domestic violence. So we were never married, but we lived together for a little while. And since then, he has now been fully recovered. So he was domestically violent because he was in, unfortunately, um, got into drugs. And he's now been fully recovered for a few years now. And he has back in my son's life. And it's been a great, actually, story for me to tell because I like to mention that, that there can be a happy ending. Doesn't always happen. And I'm, I'm very aware of that. But um, like I mentioned to you earlier is I found a, a, a great person to stand by my side. Um, so I really feel like that's what really kind of, for me, that aspect of having my dad, um, go through that really was what's kind of started me changing my life. Firstly, I just want to say uh, thank you for sharing that story. I, I could tell, especially towards the end, obviously that was uh, probably difficult to share, but there's so many beautiful things just within that story itself, especially with the end bit with your ex coming out who had actually caused you to go through domestic violence and just showing your pure nature and your kind hearted nature that you were just happy for his return. And obviously he's now in a much better place. And I just love that he's still able to be a part of your son's life and irrespective of the damage that maybe he had done to yourself you you welcomed that and you were, you found that exciting because obviously then that allowed you then to open up and then meet your current husband now who is a blessing which is absolutely fantastic and I just want to segue ever so slightly on that is because sometimes if we're filled with hate or we're unable to forgive people for the harm or the hurt that they've caused us in life what we do is we miss all the blessings that are coming our way and I just love that you were able to kind of put that aside obviously I'm not going to delve too much into the detail of that and then obviously you find your own blessing and again with your father obviously having the heart attack and stroke at such a young age where you've had to not only find a community then you've had to rebuild a relationship with your mom as well that's a very very scary process so that shows a hell of a lot of bravery but I think also what it shows is you've built a hell of a lot of resilience as well and a lot of self-awareness and reflection so I just wanted to acknowledge you on that and thank you for sharing that story Sandel. thank you Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for asking. That's a beautiful story. And just on that then, so obviously now you've built resilience, you've been homeless, you've been a victim of domestic violence, you've seen heartache with your parents. And I'm sure there's probably a hundred other things which we sadly don't have time to obviously go into. At this particular time then, what's your biggest fear? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like I would have to say my biggest fear would be not living. Um, I was very blessed to be given that opportunity to still live. Mm. And so to not live my life the way that I want with who I am 
would probably be my biggest fear. Mm, I love that. I love that. And that's, again, one of the themes behind this show. It's to literally just find your own voice and write your own story. That's the tagline. And that's really what I try and urge people. And on that note, Sandel, I'm not sure if you're sure about this part of the show, but what I try and do is go into what I call the fun part of the show. So we've spoken about adversity, we've spoken a little bit about yourself, and now I just want to put a smile on people's faces while they're listening, including your own. So what I'm going to be doing for the next 60 to 90 seconds is asking you a whole array of random questions. And it's going to be very quick fire, so one word or one sentence answers only, please. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay, brilliant. We're going to start in three two, one. Okay, Sandel, your favorite motivational speaker? My favorite motivational speaker is actually going to have to, oh my God, I'm trying to blank blank on his name. Okay, go to the next question. I'm going to have to come back to that because now I'm blanking on his name. (laughs) Okay. How many languages can you speak? So technically I can only speak one, but I'm currently learning how to, to sign, American Sign Language. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? I would probably abolish heart disease. Your biggest role model? My biggest role model is my parents. I love that. What would you like to be remembered for? Being kind. Your biggest goal this year? My biggest goal this year is to just grow and love and become a better family unit. Your worst mistake? My worst mistake is self-doubting myself and not thinking that I was worth anything. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, dead or alive, who would it be? Michael Jackson. Would you rather know how you would die or when you would die? How? What did you eat for breakfast? I haven't eaten breakfast yet. I'm going to be eating a protein shake so soon. <laughs> uh, your favorite place in the world? Right here in this living room with my kids. I love that. If you could relive one day again, what day would it be? My wedding day. The ability to fly or be invisible? The ability to fly. You could be in like five different places in like two hours. The number one thing that annoys you? When people pop their gum. Money or fame? Neither. Neither brings you happiness. Your favorite food? Steak. And finally, if I could, after this show, grant you one wish, what would it be? That would simply be just to continue to allow me to live the best life that I can with my family and to keep them in good health and to maintain that positivity in and around the world. Absolutely love that. So we are at the end of the uh, fun round and I just want to touch on one of your answers, which I thought was really interesting because it's the first time I've heard it in 50 episodes which was about money or fame. And you said neither of them bring you happiness. That was really, it was really interesting. I think I know what you mean by that. So uh... um, I've been homeless and I've had no money and I've had a lot of money. Um, and I don't mean to sound, say, sound that as crazy, but whenever I was with my um, son's father, I had a lot of money saved up um, and it was actually stolen from me. and. It didn't bring me happiness. And I just learned that when I was down at my best luck, I had a man who loved me and cared about me. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter where I lived. It didn't matter what I had. It didn't matter anything. My kids still loved me when we were going through that struggle. And so neither of them bring you happiness. I love it. Well, that explains that. And I just want to quickly segue all the way back to the first question. Have you managed to clear the fog out of your brains for your favorite motivational speaker? 
I have not been able to <laughs> figure out his. I will find out, and then I'm gonna have to text you okay. and tell you so we can <laughs> add it in the comments. Absolutely, because I cannot remember his name. No problem. I think if anyone is interested, because I am interested, I'm gonna actually put that in the show notes. So you're just gonna see a random motivational speaker's name, and that's obviously Sandel's answer. Excellent. Okay, so the last two questions are on reflection and legacy. So moving on to reflection, I'm a firm, firm believer that hindsight is a wonderful thing and upon reflection obviously we can think of ways to get to where we currently are quicker easier and with less heartache but I'm also a firm believer that the journey teaches us so much and everything happens for a reason so what I want to know is if you could go back in time maybe to one moment where you really struggled and suffered with adversity and whisper something in your ear with all of your wisdom and everything that you know right now what would you say I would absolutely say nothing I believe that your struggle is your journey. Mm. And if you were to go back in time, it would change the outcome. And so I wouldn't say anything because even though I know that at that moment, it's going to be rough and that of course I would like to sit there and tell them it will be okay. I had to learn that myself and I had to find that within myself. And I truly believe that if I did not learn that myself, that I would not be that the same person. I love that. And I just want to quickly say again, your answers are fascinating because again, that's the first time anyone's ever said that. And I understand, well, at least I think I understand why you said that. I love that beautiful quote you mentioned, your struggle is your journey. And the reason I think I understand why you said your answer was because anxiety is my thing. And especially through this podcast, people know me as the anxious guy because even this conversation would never have happened 12 months ago because I would have been too shy, too anxious. I used to avoid phone calls. I used to literally shy away from any sort of external communication. And I sit back and I think, actually, it's anxiety now that has put me on a platform to find my voice, I suppose, but also share other people's stories and really make a positive change in the world and I always think would I go back in time and sort of speak to myself and say something and I used to say the same answer as yourself in terms of yeah my struggle has become my journey but I think one of the only things I would have ever said to myself is that you can overcome anxiety because at that point I had no idea and I always thought I would always be this anxious person and I think I would say that and then live in hope that obviously, yes, the struggles would make me, they would build the resilience and make me who I am today. But just knowing that in the back of my head, because that caused a lot of doubt and stress that I don't think really served me. If that's making any sense. Sorry, I'm just literally brained up. No, no, I definitely understand. I totally get it. Yeah. But yeah, again, I I get yours. I kind of play with it every day. And sometimes, obviously, depending on perspective, I just change my views. So yeah, your answers are fascinating. And that does sadly actually leave us to the last question, Sandel, which is about legacy. So let's say in 150 years time, science fails to save us. And all that exists is a book. And this book is about you. It's about your life. It's about all the adversity, all the ups, all the downs and everything that you've done in your life. What I want to know is, firstly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you? And then secondly, what would the title of this book be? So I've actually been thinking about writing a book to begin with. So um, the title would definitely be called Simply Sindel. And at the back, it would have three dots to mean and so on. Um, so pun intended, because you're just not simply, you know, but there's so much more than that. And 
the about me section would give you an overview of life, love, and happiness, so to speak. But I would have to include probably my most famous quote that I live by. And I talk about it a lot. If you've ever listened to any other interviews I've done or looked me up on social media, and that is that I want to be remembered again for being kind, for being caring, for being that woman that's truly the woman that you meet in real life. I'm proud to say that I've won the Mrs. Congeniality Award three times in my life. And a lot of people say, you know, that that's not always the greatest award to win, but for me it was. Um, Because that tells me that my peers, my sister pageant queens thought that I was the most kind. And to me, that's the most important thing. And I live by this quote and says, be a pineapple, stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet on the inside. And what that means to me is that every single day, whether you're a man, woman, or child, there is somebody somewhere looking up to you or looking at you for advice. So be proud of who you are and where you came from and stand tall. Wear that crown. Every single person has an invisible crown on. Again, there's somebody looking up to you. You are somebody's role model. Hmm. No matter how young or old, how sick or in health that you are, someone is looking to you for that role model. So wear your crown proudly. It's there. It's always there, no matter you have a physical one or not. And then last but not least, be sweet on that inside. Mm. Be kind, be caring, you know, give back to one each other, love each other, listen to each other. You're allowed to have differences, but just be there and just be kind because I really believe that kindness can change the world. And that one act of kindness could change somebody's life. And so that would probably have to be on the back. Absolutely. And I just want to quickly say that was so beautifully put. And I love that analogy of the pineapples. I love the authenticity, the being kind. I, I just think these are traits that every single one of us have within us. And if we just express them a lot more, the world would just be in such a better place. I agree. Mm. And just before we wrap up, Sandel, is there any questions that you wish I had asked you? Or is there a final maybe sentence or advice or anything you want to leave my listeners with? Honestly, I'm just so excited that you asked me to be here. Um, I hope that you and your listeners can watch my journey to Mrs. World because like I mentioned, I'm going to be competing there. I actually leave the day after Thanksgiving here in the United States and the finals are on December 6th at the beautiful Westgate Casino in Las Vegas. Um, The reason why I'm asking you guys to watch my journey is because that's what pageantry is all about. I'm out there to promote this message on such a larger stage. So keep me in your thoughts and prayers and just... All I ask is that your listeners go out there and try to be that voice and be that change and to just be you, be who you are and be kind and just thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to my story. And absolutely, they can find me on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find me if you just type in Sandell Taylor, that's S-A-N-D-A-H-L. Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. You can't miss me. I'm sure Aaron's probably going to have to link my name in there because it's a little bit weird. But as soon as you type it in, I'm the only one. Um, You can find me. You can send me a message. And if I can, I'll help you out the best as I can. Um, uh, That's what I do. And that's who I am. And I'm just, I'm really excited and just grateful to be here with you today. Bless you. Bless you. You are in my thoughts and prayers. 
I'm just praying that things just keep working out for you and you don't have to go through any more adversity because I think you've had your fair share now and I'm sure my amazing listeners will be doing the exact same and we all obviously want you to do incredible. I also would love to welcome you back actually in maybe the new year after your experience of going through the process. So win, lose or draw, I think you're going to have leveled up so much over the next few months but I'm very confident that you're going to win and you're going to do not just yourself proud but also your family and everyone at Find Your Voice very very proud as well. I'm so excited and um, you know I'm already a winner. I, I look at this in in hindsight you know I'm going to go there as Sindel the best Sindel that I can be Yes. and at the end of the day I'm still leaving being me so I look at this as a win-win-win so I'm so excited and I'll definitely love to talk with you in the new year. I can't wait. can't believe that it's going to be 2020. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah absolutely Sandal. It's been it's been an absolute pleasure and I just want to thank every single listener who's taken time out of their day to listen today. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.